Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Welcome, Savvy Souls. It's our last episode for the year, and today I have what is a real treat in store for any of you who've ever thought you need to wait before you pursue that fun project or new business or training, especially if what's been holding you back from what you want to do is the job you have right now or other things that you've got on your plate. Today, I'm sharing my interview with Janet Cloud, who's a technology expert with her own consulting company, a board member, and now too, the owner of an interior and exterior design decor business. Janet's what one of my clients lovingly calls a multi-hyphenate. Janet's got her finger in several pies, which she says has her feeling enormously fulfilled. Janet's business called Cloud Designs is fueled by her conviction that everyone deserves beautiful, functional, and affordable design because good design helps us relax, feel peace, and smile in our spaces. Don't you love that image? I do really agree with her that what our spaces are like is so important. So I've included Janet's contact information in the show notes so that if you want to make your own spaces, feel great and you want to smile in them, you can check her out there. Okay, let's roll it over to the interview so you can learn about Janet's journey and get insights about your own. So welcome, Janet. I'm so happy that you agreed to come to my podcast and talk to me about your journey today because I think my viewers are really going to benefit from it. Oh, that's great, Heather, and I'm delighted to be here. Thanks. So I wanted to dive in immediately to what you're doing now in the wonderful world of cloud design, and in particular, how you're feeling about it and what you love the most about it. And then later on in this interview, we'll get into all the details, but just right now, sure. I want to know how it feels to you. It feels really great and exciting. And um, the new business is a year old, uh, opened formally last December, and it has been a whirlwind, learned a lot, lots happened, and as I think about it, it just gets me excited. Well, that's an awesome way to start out, and happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. So I thought it would be really interesting for people to dial you back five years ago to your distant yes. memory of yes. what your career was like then, what you were doing, yeah. and whether you loved it, whether you didn't like it, just all the things. Right. So that is a really interesting question because that takes me back to corporate Canada and information technology. At that point in time, I was working with 
three guys in a partnership uh, in a tech startup. Um, that was post uh, 30 plus years in corporate Canada running technology and operations divisions. And um, the I love that work. I love I love managing teams. I love running things. I love making things happen. Uh, so while I am also, as we just mentioned, so excited about cloud designs, there's also the other half of my brain that is still very excited and engaged on technology matters and helping people with technology. So um, there is a piece of my life that is still that technological consulting uh, and, and technology contributions to boards of directors as a director. But um, the, the incarnation of cloud designs was when I realized the tech startup just wasn't going to make it and wanting to do more. Uh, I, I still describe myself as a type A workaholic. And my entire life, I have been so envious of people who have a passion about something and then turn that into a livelihood or even being just passionate about a hobby. And while I was working on all these technology ventures, it just so happened that um, I was also in progress of completely gutting and renovating a house for one of my kids. And it, it just hit me like a thunderbolt that, oh my gosh, I have never had so much fun as when I am doing that. I've got to figure out a way to do that on an ongoing basis without the requirement of buying houses. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, that the concept of cloud designs was birthed and I credit the, the actual kickoff to an amazing business coach called Hinakon. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the day she said to me, Janet, just do it. You don't have to wait till your consulting ends or you have nothing else to do. Do both. And that's it. I never look back. Right. It's really interesting because you said that you used to look at other people and go like, oh, it would be nice to have a passion. It would be nice to translate that into a livelihood. But it sounds like maybe this was a bit of a passion for you before you did this renovation, because otherwise, why would your daughter involve you in her renovation? Like, yes. I'm just wondering if it's something that existed for some time before that. Yes, it absolutely did. Um, I have been involved in that kind of project uh, multiple times, both as um, my own family moved around um, and just kind of assisting relatives and always really, really enjoyed it. Um, what, what is, I guess, kind of interesting is, though, I don't want it to look like, you know, I hated what I was doing for 30 years. 
<laughs> I absolutely loved aspects, you know, because it's certainly all not a walk in the park. Right. Aspects of um, uh, the 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 corporate Canada scene, and so when when that on a full time basis was not there anymore, mm -hmm. it was really really important to replace that with something else that I adored, and luckily then that's where, like I said, it hit me as a thunderbolt that. I, I always have so much fun when I do this. Maybe I can do it more. Right. That's, uh, that's so cool. Like I find as I interview different people, it's that sense of fun and excitement that seems to be the push to get you going. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? Like, was, is there like you loved working in the tech sector? Um, was there any part of you that didn't feel fully fulfilled doing that, that is being fulfilled in the cloud design. And then I'm going to ask you the reverse question. Um, no, not really. Um, it, it's just different. And I, be, well, because both definitely has stresses, you know, mm -hmm. if things go wrong on the design front and yep. somebody's paying you for, <laughs> for your work yep. and yep. it's not happening properly. And especially these days, trying to line up the trades, et cetera, with the supply chain challenges, like mm -hmm. that can be really, really stressful. So in both contexts, there were things I absolutely loved and things I absolutely did not um, that were depressing and stressful. But right now, th th this is great. And I want it to grow. And I want to do more of it. And it, it, I don't really feel it, it's like I was or wasn't fulfilled. It's just different. And now it's a really fun place and a and uh, strangely, through the element of all aspects of my career has been consulting, both consulting in a consulting firm, that was way before uh, Corporate Canada. Then there's consulting in Corporate Canada where you're really applying all of those skills. And now there's no question that elements of project management and consulting, and sales, and marketing, and um, relationship management, supplier management, that actually all translates really, really well into the renovating design decor world. So those skills are invaluable um, and really give me an edge, I think. Uh, but it's, it's literally just different and very, very fun in that regard. Yeah. And I think what I was getting at, like when I put the question, I might not have phrased it the best way is like, is there anything like, I'm really thinking about the differences in the sense that where my mind is going is, 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 does it feel like your life is more complete having the design business and to put it a different way, if you only had the design business, would your life feel more complete also having 
you know, this um, tech related business. In other words, some of us love to do many things. Yes. And we feel better in life when we're kind of appeasing all of that. So for example, for me, I realized there's a part of me that loves the logical pieces that I did as a lawyer and still want to bring that into my work. There's the part of me that just loves coaching and being with people. There's a part of me that loves like sitting in my studio and just painting and, you know, connecting with nature. And I find that as I evolve, I'm bringing more of all of those three pieces of me into everything I do. So that when I'm coaching, I'm still bringing my artist self and my lawyer self into it. And, you know, when I'm painting, I'm bringing my coaching self into it, kind of going like, how could this painting actually have somebody feel better when they walk away from it? So it's kind of like taking those really disparate things and cross fertilizing them. And I'm hearing a little bit of that in you. Does, does any of that make sense? Oh yes, totally. And that's absolutely the case. Um, I am a long way from uh, giving up, so to speak, what was literally my identity for, for 30 plus years. And um, there is a huge sense of fulfillment in terms of still being able to contribute productively and helpfully in the business world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you're absolutely right. For me now, it, you know, it was, it was, as I said, that business coach said, just do both. Yeah. Um, and, and that is exactly where I am at this point. Um, over time, will I maybe morph to only the design side? Who knows? We'll see. Um, the beauty is having the freedom to choose if and when that time comes. Yeah, and, and meanwhile, having a lot of fun <laughs> on, think, um, on the more creative side. I think a lot of people get really linear and very prescriptive about it. So it's, you know, if, I, if I'm going to do a transition, it's got to be full bore. It's got to be 100% of me. And I have to plan all my steps for the next five years. And whereas I think a really magical life is your, it's really kind of led by the fun and by the excitement. And these things are bringing me fun. They're, they're exciting. I feel motivated. I feel passionate doing them and just assuming there's a way to make all of it work. And so, you know, the question I would have is like, why would you even think of giving up the tech work? It sounds like absolutely love it. It sounds like you're providing a service and why not be an amazing tech person and an amazing designer? Like there's no rule that says you have to choose, right? Right, exactly. So I guess uh, one of the other things I, I, I thought of when we're juxtaposing those two different career choices, and I think you said this at the beginning, was that info technology kind of world is all about it like it's more analytical so it's it's your right brain it's that part of your brain and the cloud design part of it is kind of your more of your i think i might have reversed that it's your analytical yeah, I know brain what you mean that. Yes, <laughs> your, I, I just reversed that 
It's, yep, yep. it's your left brain is the analytical side. And then the yep. cloud design is, is, is your right brain, the creative side. So yeah. I'm just wondering how that feels like having the opportunity every, like on, well, a question is, do you work on both every week? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So I love it. Does it feel like really amazing to get up at the beginning of the week and know, Hey, I get to exercise like all of my brain. <laughs> yes. Yes. The real, the real fun part. Um, you, you, you asked me this, I'm not sure I actually answered it correctly or fully when, you know, what I like so much about it, you know, those crazy design shows where the, the, the work has happened all the time and then through the show and then mm -hmm. it's the end of the show and they call it the reveal. Yeah. And you turn and look at the customer's face and you see that smile and that delight like so there there's two major pieces of that marvelous feeling yeah. is when i'm searching to create something beautiful visually and then i know i've got it and i'm feeling really good about it and then the um client's reaction that, you know, that, that it's hard to beat that. And then, you know, you've done your job and um, really accomplished making somebody feel good. Yeah. And I, I bet you there's something similar you experience with your clients in the tech business. Is that right? Well, um, yes. And, and yes, the clients and the boards of directors, as in you are providing an expertise, especially in technology that is very foreign and scary to most people um, and, you know, can, can pose an enormous amount of risk. Mm -hmm. Just like on the design side, to a lot of people, it's very scary, very confusing. And the risk being if they do the wrong thing, they've, they've spent a, wasted a lot of money or messed something up and are very unhappy. So yeah. in that those elements are similar too. I can relate to that comment about the risk because when I was an international taxer, I remember working on a big deal at the same time I was doing my first home renovation. <laughs> and I was a lot more worried about the risk of my home renovation than I was about my client's $2 billion deal. <laughs> yeah. That's a confession I can make publicly now that I'm not in the business of <laughs> tax advice anymore. They'll go, what? You were more worried yeah. about yourself than me, but, but, yeah. but that was the truth. And kind of dialing back, you know, to Hannah and this business coaching she gave you. So what do you think was the single best thought that she offered you or that you developed yourself under her coaching that helped you? kind of realize you can have it all? Um, I, I think it was that moment when she literally just said, what are you waiting for? Do both. And because so it, 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 it wasn't, it's not like, um, it, it was the, Okay, it has to do with my kind of all-in personality. I had all these preconceptions that, okay, if you're going to start a business, 
it's just got to be all consuming and all the pieces have to be there and everything has to be um, ready to go and end end exactly. regarding effort, timing, um, money, all sorts of stuff. Um, and it was the realization that it can be more um, modulated, more, more evolutionary bits at a time. Um, the, other, the other hugely impactful statement was, uh, let it be easy. It'll yeah. all fall into place if it's easy. And I am extremely fortunate that, for example, I'm not required to support a household. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not required uh, to, to, with lots of other financial obligations. So I do have the luxury of um, taking it more incrementally and um, letting it be easy, as she said. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to comment on that a little bit. Um, I think there's an assumption in there that, you, and I think a lot of people have this assumption that you, you've got to be, you know, later in life, financially stable before you can pursue a, a passion. And I just mm -hmm. want to say there's different ways that we can all create that, let's call it luxury of time to yeah. take a passion and pursue it and have it happen from any starting point. Um, I have a lot of clients who are in their early thirties and um, they don't have a huge, you know, nest egg built up, but there's, it, it's when we're really passionate about something, it's like, basically saying yes to it. Like it, it, it's that not all or nothing thinking as you were saying, you don't yeah. have to do a hundred percent of this business. You can start a business in the evening if that's what you want to do. There's basically a hundred different ways of slicing and, and dicing it, but really stepping out of that all or nothing thinking is really useful. And then I love your thought, let it be easy. Um, I, I'm, I know a lot of coaches. I'm in a high level mastermind program where I get coached and I have a lot of very successful peer coaches. And when some of these people that are just massively well-known and successful were speaking at the beginning, when we got together at the beginning of October, the most common successful thought was I can make this fun and easy. And so if you, if there's something that you want to do and you start out with the thought of, I can make this fun and easy. How, how can I make this fun and easy today? What could I do today that would be fun and easy? You will step-by-step step, get there. Yeah. Yeah. And the point being, um, you know, we gravitate away from what we don't like to do. So the more we focus on the easy aspects of it, the yeah. more likely you are to make some progress. Yeah. It, it, as long as you're listening to what you want and not what other people are telling you. And it sounds like you were very driven internally from how you feel about stuff. And that's why you're able to say to me, you know, I'm really excited about about this every day. Yeah, yeah. So if you were 
to share with my listeners, who I call savvy souls, because they're very smart and self-aware. If you can share with the savvy souls who are listening right now, what do you think are some pieces of wisdom that you could provide about for, for people that want to explore a passion, but just think that's for other people a little bit, like maybe you were thinking earlier on that other people, you know, get to explore their passion. I wish I could do that, but for some reason you weren't starting. What, what pieces of wisdom would you give them? I think it is the um, avoidance of the need to the assumption that everything has to be in place and then one can start. Yes. Rather, what has become very obvious to me is um, like in, in, in both types of my uh, different careers is um, it is essential to just start because you can't even possibly know or predict what that perfection is because as you work and as you proceed, the definition of that actually changes. So you've got to start and learn and experience and then react to that. It, it is utterly impossible to plan the whole thing out without having started because of what you assume will happen. It, 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 it doesn't work. You don't know what you don't know at that point. Yeah, I find this interesting. Like so many people think I'll have people kind of say, well, I need a full plan before I start. And it's kind of, if you were already thinking, like if you're doing a plan, a plan always comes from like what you already know and the ways you've always thought, right? Like yeah. You're, it, yeah. it's a past-based thing. And what happens is if you keep applying the same thinking that you've thought in the past, you might do something new, but it, you're going to end up with the same result. It's, it's, it's not going to be what you want. Like if you really want yeah. to find something new and make a yeah. go of it, it's really about that sense of adventure, that experimentation and the willingness to try stuff and fail, right? Like everything yes. that you try doesn't always work out, right? Yes. And there's another very important aspect of it that I, uh, again, learned um, uh, through Hina's um, program, uh, which is um, people... Uh, can be very hesitant or lack the confidence um, and therefore hold themselves back. And the most telling example uh, for me of that problem is what is referred to as imposter syndrome. <laughs> as in, yeah. like, what do you mean I'm a designer? I'm a tech professional. And um, really the incredible importance of knocking that out of yourself and putting yourself in the position, in the mindset of, in my case, 
the sought after, highly professional, knowledgeable, experienced designer decorator. Mm-hmm. Because when you are in that mind space, you act like that, you think like that, and you get ideas consistent with that, that in turn elevate your presence in your new identity. It's yeah. hugely powerful. It's such a huge thing. Now, I don't know what technique you you used. What, what I do with my clients is we literally go into the future where we've accomplished whatever yes. it is and we're yes. that person and we see it in our minds. We, it's, it's like we can smell and touch it. And then what happens in our brains is our brains can't distinguish between something that's real or something that's imaginary. So imagine right now that you're biting into a fresh lemon, right? You probably- yeah start to fill your mouth water. Why is that? Like (laughs) nothing has happened. You just had a thought in your mind. That's because your brain can't distinguish between what's real and what's imaginary. So what we do is we launch ourselves into the future in where we've accomplished everything and become that person. And then we bring back that feeling state, the way that we're thinking. And when we're today kind of going, I don't know what to do next, or we're living in that doubt and fear, like, I'm not sure I can do this. Then we go, oh, wait a minute. I've already done this. I've already done this because my brain thinks I've already done it. I walk into that new identity and it it works like magic because all of a sudden, five minutes ago, you didn't know what, what you were going to do. And now suddenly it's like, oh, well, now that actually I'm this experienced person that's here's totally what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to say to the client. Here's what, you know, post about. And and it's so fascinating to me that we immediately know exactly what to do. It was your process, something like that, or was it different? Yes. Oh no, you're absolutely right. And then I'll, I'll never forget the moment when I realized, oh my gosh, I've actually done it. I was walking into um, some real retail outlet looking for something for a client and talking about the trade program and the um, sales associate looked at me and said, oh, you're the designer, right? And (laughs) I just had like this split second hesitation. And then I said, yes, I am with a big smile on my face. Yeah, and she's going like, why is she so happy about this question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. but it's true. There is kind of just that shift that um yep. takes place in your brain. I know for me, I did the same thing when I had I had some visions while I was still an international tax lawyer about doing art. And I literally hadn't painted since I was 11. And I started just imagining myself being this artist. And by the time I went to my first art class. <laughs> in my mind, I was already a successful painter. Like, and, and, and it was amazing because I'd always viewed myself as not artistic. And then like, Oh, I had a vision of my daughter. So I'm going to paint her with a lotus flower in her chest. And that's what I did. And this is somebody who previously said, well, I can only do stick figures. Right. And it was, it was just me imagining myself producing these beautiful canvases. Yeah. It's really quite an astonishing, hugely powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, lots of, lots of wisdom there for the people that are, are listening because there's so many 
kind of myths that people believe that prevent them. That, that's what breaks my heart. Like people who have a yearning to do something and just tell themselves that they can't do it. There's too many blocks that it's not available to them. There's, there's just too many hurdles. And what I like about this conversation is you're breaking down a number of those hurdles for them. I'm wondering um, if you would care to tell us more specifically what you do now, how people could get in touch with you, what kind of design projects you love the most. Oh, sure. Yes. I, the business is cloud designs Um, on the internet. The website is clouddesigns.ca Instagram at clouddesignca, And I'm also one of the pros accessible on the house platform. That's the H O U Z Z platform where a lot of home. Yeah. Can I just just interrupt you on that? Anybody who's listening, who loves interior design, the house platform is just the best in the world and they have like all the best designers and stuff. So it's, it's a great place to go and explore and then hire Janet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a marvelous resource. And so I do both interior and exterior design by exterior. I mean, yards, gardening, Um, not heavy landscape work, but I can certainly assist with that as people are trying to find sources. I try to put people together with all the resources they need to get the job done, regardless of what type of design or decor it is. Um, Even as small as a balcony, a patio, uh, the outside space can be an absolute oasis and as important as the inside space. And I do that directly for clients or I can work with builders and help their clients so that the builders stay on budget and on time. Uh, Designer assistants, real estate agents, anybody, any business who needs this kind of assistance, another pair of hands. The, um, The favorite aspect for me at this point in time, you know, I'm still discovering that because the business is quite new. And um, in in fact, you know, one of my business goals for next year is what, what is my ideal client? I don't actually even know the answer to that yet. I'm finding out. But in the meantime, I'm up for all kinds of assignments. The main thing for me is in addition to the fact that I really want to make people smile when they look around their space, because it's just so important these days to feel good about your home, where you live, where you relax, is to make the, the, the design decor um, industry, so to speak, more accessible. And when I say accessible, I mean, in this instance, affordable for people. Everybody uh, needs a little help in reducing that stress, which so many people feel when they're undertaking reno design or decor. And I really, really focus on working hard with people to determine their affordable budget and making some magic happen within that budget. Yeah, I think that's like, I, I love what you're doing. And I love the fact that because some designers, you know, they'll only do like, oh, if you're not going to redecorate your entire house and spend a hundred yeah. grand, I won't work with you. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things I loved about 
um, stuff that you've posted a lot of stuff. I love following you, but I remember you did a series about like little balconies and stuff like that and the way you oh, yeah, yeah. form them. And just as life coach, I find it really useful because the space around us is really important to our ability to tap into the spaciousness, um, to feel calm, to feel open to new ideas and let that creativity flow in. And I don't mean the creativity to be an artist, but the creativity to solve problems, the creativity to explore what you want, like all of the ways that we transform. I think that your environment really matters and having somebody like you that can make it accessible for pretty much anybody and create such magical things is, is, is a real gift to the world in my view. Thank you. And, and also just to literally be able to relax, you know, if, if, if my place is not organized and, or beautiful to look at or functional, I get a physical reaction that is, is like unease. People need to, to not only be able to get that creativity that you're talking about, but just to be able to relax and um, regain one's composure and, and literally just relaxation in this incredibly difficult, complex world we're living in right now. Yeah. Relaxation is so important just to, you know, our level of mental and physical health. Right. And I I find it interesting because I, especially amongst the younger member of my family, shall I say, no -hmm. names mentioned, there's this belief that messy is, is actually what they desire. And (laughs) I'm, I kind of dispute that that's true for any of us and why I've never seen a hotel in the world offer (laughs) a messy option for people that actually prefer that. (laughs) And I believe that if it was actually what some of us preferred, um, that hotels would offer that. So just a call out to consider even for those of you who are messy, try <laughs> cleaning up your space, try creating a beautiful environment, just try it out yeah. and experiment and see how much more relaxing, how much more creative you feel and all the good stuff. Right, Janet? Right. <laughs> and absolutely. And if the block for doing that is that you have no idea of color or even the thought of shopping for it all stresses you out. That's why you call people like me at Cloud Designs. Exactly. Okay, well, Janet, it's been so fun chatting with you. And uh, I hope a number of people listening in will reach out to you because I think um, you will really help them transform their spaces. And thanks so much for sharing all your wisdom about your journey. Thanks so much. Likewise, it's been a real pleasure. And uh, I really enjoyed talking to you. So Savvy Souls, I hope you found that interview liberating and that it ignited some ideas about new thoughts you can try out or new approaches you can experiment with in your own journey. Here's some takeaways I picked up for you. First, you don't have to pick between what you're doing now and something you'd love to create. You can do both and see how it goes. Secondly, Think about how to feed both sides of your brain. Third, 
Pay attention to what's fun for you. Explore all the ways that you could build more of that into your life now. Fourth, think about all the ways you could apply your existing skills to something else that you want to do. Fifth, let it be easy. Sixth, allow yourself to habituate to your new identity. Just like when Janet walked into the store and the clerk said, oh, are you the designer? And she thought, yes, I am. That's habituating to your new identity. It's an amazing thing. Finally, and most of all, it's essential to just start. As Janet said so well, it's essential to just start. You can't know or predict what will be perfect and what's perfect for you will change over time. So just start and learn and experience and then react to that. And that Savvy Souls is how all soul satisfying, engaging, I can't wait to do the next thing, careers begin. Start, experiment, learn, adjust, and keep going. And I also want to remind you, Savvy Souls, it's not something you wait to do in two months or two years or two decades, because that, Savvy Souls, is a recipe for having less fun now than you could be having. That's a recipe for not living every day on this planet the fullest way you can. As we head into 2022, and yeah, this is the last episode for 2021. I can't believe it. It's time to start creating the life you want now. It's time, Savvy Souls, to spend all of 2022 engaged and vibrant, confident, open, interested. It's time to expand the possibilities in your life. So if all of that sounds exciting, but you don't know where to start, I've got you covered. Sign up for a free coaching consultation call with me where I'll diagnose what's been holding you back. And we'll explore how my coaching works and then decide whether it feels like a good fit for you. Whether we decide to work together or not, you'll walk out of the call with more clarity around your issues and what you might consider doing next. I find that most people walk out of these calls feeling a lot more hopeful and a lot more in control. And that's amazing. You can book your free consultation by going to www.gracecanvas.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-D like dog, C-A-N-V-A-S.com slash with, sorry, slash work hyphen with hyphen me. Or check in the show notes to get the link and sign up that way. Make sure also not to miss the next episode of the Unlikely Artist Podcast in 2022, right at the beginning of January. I'll be introducing a super fun and celebratory way to set your goals for 2022. I call it Glow Goal Setting. Stay tuned. And in that episode, I'll be dropping an invitation you won't want to miss. And Savvy Souls, Happy New Year. Let's make it the best year for you ever. See you next year. 
So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.